Hello and welcome to Midlife Opportunity. Yes, it's that time of the week again when you have the opportunity to do whatever you wish. So why not make it possible for you to do something positive? See how I had the two Ps there. If your name is Peter Parker, maybe you've done things positively possible in your life too. But whoever you are, it doesn't matter. Once you hit midlife, you have the opportunity to do something positive to change, to alter, to develop, to grow, or you can stay still. You can have the midlife crisis. You can welcome it. You can just kind of sit there. You can do bad things. You can watch TV all of the time. You can watch NGBN.TV, in fact. Why not? Because we have a fantastic plethora of presenters and a community that will help you. But remember, you'll have to get up off your butt and do something. Sometime. And that's the interesting thing about this particular show because we have a guest, I'll tell you, men. And this guy will knock your socks off because he uses a lot of socks. He exercises, he gets out there, and he has changed his life in more ways than one. His name is Brian Johnson. And the great thing about Brian is that he'll be able to coach you as well. You can check out his website at brianjohnsoncoaching.com. And before you do, just check out ngbn.tv or my site, .connor.com, D-O-C-C-O-N-O-R.com. If you want to get in touch with me, you can at connor at .connor.com. Or, of course, midlifeopportunity.show. Check out all the other shows there. But for now, we're talking about what this fantastic guest we're having up next in a few minutes, Brian, has to say. And I was looking into what Brian's all about, really. And I thought about it, and I thought, you know what, there's a lot of great things I can talk about here with Brian to introduce him. But then I realized, the thing about it is, he has tackled one of the biggest problems in his personal life, and he switched it around into his profession now. And one of those things that was dragging him back, and he'll tell us about that in a few minutes, is obesity. So I looked up the facts about obesity, and it's startling, it really is. And you will remember this, in fact, because what you saw when you were younger, as opposed to what you see right now in your society, is completely different. Insofar as the people, especially the men and women of a middle age, that you see are a totally different shape than what they were 20 years ago. In fact, 23 years ago, coming up in January. Why? Because the facts show that since the year 2000, up until 2017-18, you had a 40, just over 40% increase in obesity. Now think about that for a second. Inside 20 years, you had 40% of the population made obese. That is crazy. So think about a classroom of, say, 30 kids. You've got quite a lot of them, 40%, nearly half of them. What's that, 12, 13 children that are obese? Think about that in a family you're going to have at least one obese person, even if you have a smaller family nowadays with two parents and obviously two children. If you have a bigger family, you could have two. And of course, what happens then with the next generation is that that's going to increase again. Why? Because the habits we have as people largely come from what we get in our first few years of life, which is our upbringing, our rearing. And then of course we go to school. So for the first couple of years, we stay at home. And what happens? We're given meals. We're given produce 
that comes in our doors from our parents because they're big they're old enough and they can earn money and they can go out and shop and so when they go to the store whatever they choose to buy they will feed to us and suddenly our body is changing you never see a baby that's like 200 pounds right but we see many teenagers now that are approaching that so why is this and what has happened in the last 20 years so the great thing about it is we have Brian coming up after this break and he's going to tell us all about it. For you though, take the little opportunity right now, take your midlife opportunity to come back after this break. What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I uh, was just gonna drive home. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text to emoji ratio? Oh man, the selfies. <laughs> Selfie nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on man, let's put a ride home. Hello and welcome back to Midlife Opportunity. We have a fantastic guest, BrianJohnsonCoaching.com is here with us. He's bright in blue, is Brian. A lot of alliteration today, a lot of English grammar that I'm bringing in for some reason. So why don't we start with a little bit of fun, midlife opportunity of fun for a minute or so, a midlife minute. We ask you, Brian, to tell us a sentence with some alliteration, A-A-A-B-B-B-C-C-C. You've got 10 seconds. AAA was an amazing day because, because, because tomorrow's going to be even better. And see, I told you so. <laughs> see, it's like a poet, a stutterer, and all of the above, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're now switching. We're now switching from English to math. What is failed? Five times eight. Oh, uh, what at forty? Not so bad. I think you're a little bit over forty, but you're looking great for it. So Take now it. we have our last question. What's the uh, nursery rhyme with blue in it? Little Bo Peep, lost his sheep, and that's all I got on that. And you fell asleep <laughs> when you were told that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? We spoke about at the start, uh, at the beginning of the show with regard to, you know, children and eating. And I know your parent as well. And the produce people bring into homes. Was that something for you that do you think shaped your diet over the years or what was it like and and tell us tell us a bit more about like you know your waist gain yeah and where you came to know yeah so here i'll just show you this real quick so i've been yeah. two, i've been 250 three different times if you can see that okay this is when i was 30 I did a show, ended up winning first place. Now I'm 45. I'm in better shape now than I was here. And I don't do a third of what I used to. And we'll talk about it. I'll give you some wisdom and some tips. But, mm -hmm. you know, the biggest thing for me, I think it's really important for people to understand is that identity is huge. Okay. Identity is who you believe yourself to be unconsciously, meaning underneath our awareness and by default. Okay. So the reason why you said, let me say I've been 253 different times is because I didn't change. I was being the first two times, but I didn't know that. Okay. So in my years growing up early in life, um, the big drivers for me was getting bullied. 
And I was always involved in athletics and stuff. I started working out when I was seven with my dad. So I started into that aspect of my field when I was seven years young because I did it out of fear and out of survival to get bigger faster. So for me at that point in time with that fear driver, that's what made me eat a lot more to get bigger. Now, I, that followed me for a long time. I mean, realistically, when I was 30, when I won my show, it took me 13 years to figure out how to get back there as a normal way of life without having to be on stage, without spending three hours at the gym a day. And really now I might have one to two meals a day versus I used to have six meals a day, seven days a week no matter what was going on when i travel like when i see a mega success i would take all my food six meals a day seven days a week like what a pain there's so much different information now and different um experiences that i'm noticing through my own personal evolution also with serving over a hundred thousand people what i'm finding is that the way that we used to do things is a lot different now hmm. you there's a lot more fasting there's a lot more people talking about blood sugar tracking, which is yeah. huge. The big, the big reason why I was stuck here, it took me 13 years to get back there, was because my blood sugar. I had no idea. Uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. William Davis, the author of Wheat Belly and Undoctored, he's the one who actually got me tracking that. And I'll give you the interview if you choose to. Uh, I'll give Dr. Connor the notes so you can connect with mm -hmm. me there. But Dr. William Davis was the one who really got me back into that piece of it. And once I understood that piece, like 13 pounds, 10 pounds of body fat in a month, when it took me 13 years before, and I was tracking everything. I was doing cardio. I was doing all the things, but something was up. And this is why knowing the data or what's going on underneath the hood is so valuable because what I'm a fan of is working smarter versus harder. I'll work hard if I know I'm working smart first, if all the data is aligned, I'm like, okay, everything we're doing right now is in sync, I'll push the envelope a little more. But it doesn't make sense to push the envelope anymore if there's not a, a secure starting point with some facts, aka some data. That's why I love tracking body fat and blood sugar. So when I'm working with clients around the globe that I don't see, they track their body fat daily and they track their blood sugar three to six times a day depending upon what we're doing. So we can trend everything that's going on because once you understand that, getting in shape is really a lot easier because now you know where you're at. And then when you make an adjustment, you can track it an hour later. Okay, did my adjustment work or did it not work? So it allows me to be able to be flexible. It allows me to have my pies. It allows me to enjoy all my holidays. It allows me to still eat the things I choose to do, but it also still allows me to get in better shape understanding what to do. So let's, let's just rewind up. Let's just rewind back a little bit, right? Because you've given a lot of information. So let's pick into it, dig into it a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong. You lost 60 pounds on three different occasions. So if I multiply that out, like you explained there three different times and all the ups and downs of it, that's like 180 pounds. What weight are you now? Uh, 199 and a half this morning. Okay. So 199 and a half. I like the way you say it, half, right? It's so half eight adds up. So you've, you've actually almost lost all of your body weight throughout mm -hmm. your dieting years, throughout your lifetime. Is that correct? Yes. That's phenomenal. But like what you said as well is that two thirds of that effort and that time that you spent at that, it wasn't fruitful because it wasn't going to sustain keeping right. it off. So let's dig a little bit more into what you were saying there with regard to you can enjoy your holidays, you can enjoy your uh, yeah. your fancy food or whatever else. And how do you do this? Um, you know, minute by minute, all by your type of 
uh, quantitative analysis with regard to the, the clients that you work with? Yeah. So, and these are things you can use right now. And the beauty of what I love sharing is anything I share, you can use right now, right? So when you're talking about holidays, and I literally just did a video on this a couple of days ago. So when you go back and check out my page around Thanksgiving time, you'll track the video. So there's a couple of things that are very simple. I don't know why they're not talking about more. Well, I know why they're not talked about more. That's why I get banned and censored. So let's just, since we have a, a protected communication, I'm just going to give you the details you do for yourself. So a couple of things when you're talking about holiday eating, you're talking about birthday eating, you're talking about weekends, turn your weekends into strong ends. That's a big deal. Okay. So when you're talking about getting in better shape, there's some fundamental understandings that are critical. Number one is blood sugar. Good, healthy ranges is 70 to 90. Some people are three or 400. Okay. I've seen people who are on insulin shots. We balance it out in a day. Okay. What I'm telling with you is not common knowledge. Okay. This is information I've uncovered in my 38 years of being a health nerd and so over 100,000 people. There are fundamental, I would even say universal truths that you can apply, blood sugar and body fat being one of those. So if you can start tracking your blood sugar and get into 70 to 90, that's a great sweet spot to feel good, help with inflammation, help with the health of yourself, but it will also allow your body to use more fats for fuel. Now, if I don't know that, like, here's an example. So Dr. William Davis got me on the kick of tracking my blood sugar. So I'm like, I'm going all in. So the next morning, I said, I'm getting up at 5 in the morning. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to work my hiney off, and I'm going to be drenched, and I'm going to track my blood sugar, and it's going to be in the 40s. Seems logical, right? So I went to the gym, fasted, which I never would have done prior to that. Okay, I didn't really start fasting until last year and a half or so. So I went to the gym, did my workout. I was drenched. So I'm pumped. I'm running out to my car to get my blood sugar tracker, and I prick my finger. 123. What? Do it again. 123. Mr. Da Dr. Davis, I mean, hey, man, I just did all the things, and I went to the gym and did all the things, and I thought for sure my blood sugar would be down the 40s. It's a 123. He's like, yeah, here's what happens. So he says, whenever you're stressed, you're working out, you're breaking down muscles, you're doing your workout thing. Generally speaking, people's cortisol levels will spike up. When cortisol goes up, blood sugar is also directly related to it. Here's another example. I've had clients who have a CGM, which is a thing that sits on the back of their arm and it tracks data to their phone 24-7 so we can look at all the specs. I've had people go from 100 to 200 points in a second. And I'm looking at their chart, I'm like, hey, what happened yesterday at 2 p.m.? Do you have any food? Like, no, nah, I was still fasting. I'm like, okay, was there any stressful stuff going on? They look back, yeah, I had a conversation with my employee or I had a conversation with my wife. The importance is this. In today's day and age, fear is marketed too. Hmm. If you're stressed and you're in high levels of cortisol, guess what? Your ability to use fats for fuel is almost opted out. Because your cortisol level is going to be high. It's going to spike your blood sugars. You're going to use sugars for fuel before you use fat. So meditating, controlling where you're breathing throughout the day. If you're breathing from your chest, this is a simple tool that you can use right now because you can use it while you're on the phone, while you're driving, while you're in a meeting. Just track with yourself now and see where you're breathing from. Are you breathing from your chest or your stomach? If you're in your chest, that means you're in fight or flight or freeze or survival or, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Okay? What you would do is just push your breathing down into your stomach. Use water multiples of these phrases. Number one. I give myself permission to feel my feelings and it's okay. That okay versus okay, that's a question mark. 
Okay is a downswing, which means, okay, my body will relax, so I'm not resisting that. Next one is this, and this is a good one because all my amazing clients over the years, I ask them, hey, look, what's the most valuable thing I've ever shared with you that allows you to change on the spot? It's yeah. this phrase. It's, I choose to make this fun and easy. It's the direct opposite of apathy, which means I can't, this is too hard. So when people start coming down with lymphatic issues and stuff like that, that's the belief system of I can't, this is too hard, that's active, that never got checked. So when people start coming down with lymphatic things and Hodgkin's things, that in my experience, you got to do your own homework. My experience, that's a belief system of I can't, this is too hard, that's believed in, that never got checked and never got shifted or never had an I choose to make this fun and easy to redirect the energy state or attitude adjustment. Make sense? So, yeah. All right. Okay. So here's the thing. What about all of these things? Like one of the things uh, from the fact at the start, this like 40% increase in obesity in the U.S., one of the things that has happened in the last 20 years or so, uh, we can talk about foods and the body forever, is, yeah. of course, a lot of television channels, a lot of internet, right? These are the things that have uh, put people down. Would it be easy to say then that, a lot of people are just kind of couch potatoes. They're they're on their phones too much. They're they're not actually right, physically getting up and about. Like, what do you think of just general movement with regard to say if you're working at a certain job or something where you literally walk around a lot or you know you, you have to go up and down a lot of steps or like yeah. what about the lifestyle type of exercise rather than going to a gym because yeah. a lot of people get mentally bored in a gymnasium. Right. So. What do you think of like steps and all of these different kind of um, technologies that are out there? Because you mentioned you. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important. Lifestyle. Anytime you can be active, it's always going to be important. I do calls all day long while I'm walking on the phone. So I'm a huge component of activity. And I'll tell you this. I know people who are real active. They couldn't, they couldn't buy a pound of weight loss. Why? What do you think is going on? Well, what I have experienced is epigenetics, which is above the genes, which is chemicals and things put into our food, our water, our air that make genetic expressions shut off and other ones turn on, which is a big deal. Okay. Um, you also have genetics from parents, mom and dad, you have environmental stuff. So here's the one reason why when I, I love hanging out with one of my bros, he's we're born two days apart, but this guy is in immaculate shape. So who you are around will also start to impact who you become. So if you're around people who are out of shape a lot, guess what? You're going to start to pick that up. So I suggest getting around other people. Anytime you can start eating whole foods or even fasting, a big word of today is detoxification. That's honestly what I have felt really intuitively guided the last year and a half is detox, detox, detox. And I have in that case had cravings for a lot less food. Okay. I might eat one meal a day, sometimes two or three when I need to have more food. And generally, that's about every third or fourth day. Uh, but just taking into account activity is a big deal. Doing some type of working out and yoga, I think doing a combination of both is a huge deal. And back to the question, when I was doing my workout, I went and had a 123. Get this. This is what got me into yoga. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to test out yoga. So I went to yoga, tracked my blood sugar before I went, tracked my blood sugar when I got out, 83. Maybe we're on to something. So what I started doing was more yoga. So then if I do yoga at noon and I'm still fasted, I'll push my fast back till 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night because when I get out of yoga, my blood sugar is still in the 80s. So hormonally speaking, my body is in a prime position 
to thrive with little to no resources because my blood sugars are in a space where I'm nice and sustained and homeostatic. So finding that blend for yourself is critical. Yeah. Okay, bro. So how did you, okay, there's a lot there to unpack, but how essentially, like you said, there, like you're the majority of your life uh, a health freak. And I mean that in the best possible way, right? So you you continually learn, you continually educate, you continually use yourself as a, a crash test dummy, and you you, yeah. you, 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 yeah, fail, yeah. you fail, you thrive, and eventually you have a system as such now. Yeah. So how did you then like turn this into your midlife opportunity? So is it through your profession in in the way that you offer these greater services, or how like or you know how can people use weight loss maybe to even switch their lives from a bad thing to a really good positive situation and yeah. time in their life well i think for me feeling great about myself is numero uno you know and here's the thing it's like i didn't love myself that's pretty easy to see i just did not know it i thought that i did so if i had to tell you anything and you were to walk away with anything of value today if you don't love yourself mm. you got to get that fixed anything off of that mark is everything's off of that mark okay here's a simple tool if you just say I love myself. I got a head yes. Watch yours. Does your head say no or do you have resistance? Because that'll tell you in a split second whether you're out of alignment. And all you got to do is I give myself permission to forgive myself and I recommit to loving me here and now. Language is huge. Okay. So weight loss can be very important because it's going to help you feel better, function better. I also haven't been sick since I was in elementary school. I don't go to the doctor for stuff like that. I have people that I work with to help me healthier, but I don't go to the doctor for traditional reasons other than labs and stuff like that so I can track what's going on for me. Uh, but weight loss is a big deal. I mean, if you just take it into weight loss, as you're changing your identity from the inside out, you're naturally going to involve in higher level states of being because that's who you're designed to be. What you're doing is you are peeling off everything that you are not so that you can rise to higher levels of existence to be able to add more value to be able to share to be of greater service to be a greater blessing all those things are encompassed within you loving yourself and you feeling good about yourself so those two things loving yourself feeling good about yourself in my opinion before you even get out of bed that needs to be resurrected and resolved in order for you to have an amazing experience because you're neurologically in a liner and in a container that will allow that more effectively Wow. So you mentioned earlier on, just finally as well, with regard to drive. So if I'm a person right now, I just want to lose, you know, five pound or 10 pound and feeling sluggish, or even if I'm, you know, 100 pound overweight or whatever else, obviously I have to start somewhere. So I have to go perhaps looking for that uh, momentum to swing in my favor. Yep. So if I get one pound of weight loss by the end of the week, well, at least my work has been vindicated, right? Right. You know, it might take a couple of weeks before I begin to drop the shirt size or uh, begin to be able to move a little better or exercise more freely or whatever else. But I'm really looking for that kind of oomph moment, that aha moment when somebody goes, hey, you look different. Did yeah. you get a haircut or something? Or what happened? Or you look thinner in the face or whatever else. So right. how do you get the ball rolling for people? Like, what would you say to them right now if they're just right there right now and they want to do this? Like, how would they, you know, be proved yeah. that you're, Kind of thinking your way of doing things is going to work for them very soon yeah so i'm a huge fan of mastering the basics and this is what we talk about in our book called think great lose weight notice think great okay it's going to start with your thinking first so when i say master the basics there's five pillars i subscribe to air water food 
sleep and consciousness or your emotional well-being. So air is the first thing you're going to die without. So if I was interested in improving the quality of my life, remember how I told you about tracking where you're breathing from? I would push my breathing down to my stomach and I would focus throughout the day of taking conscious breaths into my heart to raise my vibe and to raise my life force. More oxygen equals better function, but also more body fat reduction because you have oxygen present. Now there's foods you can use like camu berry, uh, your second, that's your first highest vitamin C source. Number two is kiwi, and then you have cordyceps mushrooms. All three of those will increase your life force or your oxygen, which will help a lot. Very inexpensive for the most part, considering the outcome that they create. Second one is water. What kind of water are you drinking? I have a, a Kangen water machine. This is my second one, and it's been profound for me. That's why I have my second one. So no, don't skimp on water. Get good clean water because in my opinion you can go longer without food than you can without water so when you put a high octane water in your system it's going to help everything to function better because the yeah. medium you're working within is doing it so focus on water focus on healthy foods like whole foods sweet potatoes vegetables chicken turkey fish things that don't necessarily come in a box although there's some things you can use in a box but if you start going more towards whole foods that's always going to be a better experience for you because your body understands what to do with it okay and the last piece is your sleep if your sleep is off i'll help you out but just know when i'm working with my clients that's the number one thing we focus on to get that cleaned up first because with that going on it impacts everything plus we can start to rewire and bring in new tools to change your consciousness or your identity before you go to sleep that makes the six or seven hours you are asleep way easier for you because we program your subconscious with what to do before you rise up and the last one is just consciousness, just emotional stuff. Like, try, I'll just show you this real quick. I don't want to shut up. These little chart, this little chart right here, if you can see it, yep. these little circles right there, those are where emotions will show up at when they're present. Okay. Sorrow and sadness shows up as a tightness here. Fear shows up in your chest. Grief shows up in your solar plexus. Fear shows up in your stomach like you're hungry, even though you already ate. That's a good one. And then grief shows up below your belly button. And then anger shows up on your back. That part, in my opinion, if you had to say, Brian, if you just give me one tool to change my life, you need to have some understanding of emotional well-being. Because if you're out of alignment emotionally, your identity and everything's off. Law of attraction is very real. Okay, but if you're not aware of it, you know, not aware of it. Brian, it's been fascinating. Thank you so much for your time, yeah. for sharing, because you'll have a lot of men in their midlife, perhaps crisis, to just yeah. go, you know what, I can do this. Yeah. You know? Because you've done it three times. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah, breakthrough. Yeah, unbelievable. So thank you so much, Brian. You can get in touch with Brian at brianjohnsoncoaching.com. But take a few moments now, take a break, and come back, and we'll join the Midlife Opportunity again. This is what too much sounds like. This is what stress feels like. And this is what help feels like. If you've lost a job, worry about your next meal, or have trouble making it through the day, we can help. Text STRESS to 211211 to find a solution. Welcome back to Midlife Opportunity. If you haven't taken the opportunity at this stage, get in touch with me. Why not? 
Just ask a question, give a suggestion, give a story, give a snippet. Or if you really need the support, you'll get it from me. So you can contact me at docconnor.com or email connor, C-O-N-O-R, at docconnor.com. You can also check out this show and all the previous episodes on midlifeopportunity.show. There's other shows too and presenters and fantastic personal development on ngbn.tv. We have just spoken with coach Brian Johnson of brianjohnsoncoaching.com. And he's given us a masterclass in his experience of weight loss and most importantly, sustainably keeping it off. Now that's the interesting thing. A lot of people don't seem to keep weight off these days. They do these kind of things like yo-yo diets. There's so many different diets and Brian alluded to one there with regard to fasting. When he talks about fasting there, he spoke or meant really to say with regard to fasting for longer than you actually actually sleep. So if you sleep for like six, seven, eight hours, or if you're sleeping in right now, you should get up. But if you're sleeping at all, you're not going to be eating, obviously. However, a lot of people eat late at night and then they wake up in the morning and suddenly they have a breakfast. But guess what's happening? If you're eating late at night, you already have the food in your stomach. And so generally, and this is a very generalization, you have food to increase your energy. And so what, what is needed with regard to your energy? Your energy is needed for your body, obviously, to walk, to talk, but also to think, believe it or not. We have a brain that's three pounds in weight. And that's quite a big organ in our bodies. And so there's a lot going on there. We all know ourselves with regard to our thinking, our imagination, our movement, our organs, our central nervous system. It's all controlled by our brain. And so there's a lot of efficient work going on right there in milliseconds. Like we have thousands of thoughts per day. So think about a computer. Think about a battery on a computer and what happens when it kind of wears down or your phone when that wears down. It just goes dead, right? And you need to charge it again. So we get food, and if we eat late at night, it's in our stomach, so we're not fasting correctly. So back to the fasting. What Brian is talking about there is that there's a lot of evidence there now that you can fast for longer. So in other words, you wake up in the morning and you don't eat for a few hours. But like he said and touched on there excellently, the importance of simple things, free and easy. Water and air, getting the correct type of air, the toxins in the air, being around the right people, and of course the water, knowing exactly what's in your water. So what is in water? Like we can go on and on about this, maybe not so much right now, but check out so many stores you go to and you'll see like several different brands of water. So next time you're in a store, take one of them in your hand, roll it around, check the ingredients. And then think about 20 years ago when I said at the top of the show that we didn't have as much obesity. And now look at what's happening, 40% obesity. So even a simple thing like water has got different ingredients in all of the different brands in the store. That's kind of crazy when you think about it. So Brian touched on fear and marketing there as well, which is really interesting. So that means they're all competing. All of these different producers of water, even just a simple product like water, that, like he said in his opinion, but it's also a scientific fact, that it will keep you going, it will keep you alive longer. You, it's one thing you need more so than food. If you don't have food, you need a lot of water. 
So if we're having all these competing elements with regard to the branding and the marketing and all of that, for a basic thing like water, think of the fear like Brian is touching on, insofar as I'm not sure, should I buy this, should I buy that, with regard to all of the other products. Should I buy into what I'm hearing on this podcast or that podcast or that particular uh, online thing or thing that's put up on social media or whatever else? Well, what you need is facts. And what we're talking about today is facts. A lot of what I'm saying here is it is all facts. It's scientific. So very simple things go back to simple things and then your mindset controls it all with regard to how you think, people you're around, and this begins to sustain your weight loss. Because one thing we didn't touch on with Brian is that the mind goes worse. The body is only symptomatic and the fat in the body is only symptomatic of what's going on at a deeper level. Like he touched on identity. But on the other side of things, if you put on all of that weight, you can often be suicidal, which Brian was also. So what a great story from Brian Johnson, coaching.com. You can check me out on docconnor.com or get in touch at connor at doc connor.com check out midlife opportunity show until next time though please come back and take this opportunity not the midlife crisis as we say in ireland where i'm broadcasting from believe it or not over the atlantic ocean slam and bye bye